0: What is up, everybody? My name is Alan. That is Tyson. We are back again this week, previewing all the games that are coming up. Uh, we have a game uh, on Thursday that's coming up. We have a game uh, every Saturday Friday, now until the end of time, which is going to be awesome. Uh, this is the fan section. So, real quick... Um, how was the week, man? Was it good? Solid? It's been it's been good. Watching some of this early football, you can really see the rust, can't you? Yeah, he can. Like we just, I mean, there was a play where like the kid fumbled three times in the end zone. Like, <laughs> what was going on? Like, oh my god! Yeah, so, yeah. he really didn't want that. Up for a defensive there. touchdown, that's not why you want to start your first possession. But anyway, real quick, this is the fan section brought to you for fans by fans across the college landscape from section one hundred, section three hundred bleachers to the suites. Welcome everybody. Uh, that is Tyson. I am Alan. Two dudes talking college, dropping knowledge. Before we start, we want to take the time to ask you to subscribe, comment, like, uh, share, give us a five-star review. We will read it on air. Also, if you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter. If you have any email or want to get in the mailbag, the fan section, uh, one at gmail.com. So having said that, though... Conference of the outlooks are out the window. We're gonna keep. We did going. it. We covered them all. We did. We covered all the teams, all your favorite teams. Hopefully, one of your favorite teams was listed. Maybe multiple favorite teams. Players. We talked about players to watch. Uh, Duke Walker, you know, Buck Kiss, Heisman watch list. We talked about all that fun stuff. Now the now we get to see how right we were and how wrong we were. Um, and definitely, trust me, when we admit we're wrong, we will we will tell you we were first the ones because we're not in a typical stupid Saturday college, you know. I guess, podcast, right? Like, we, we will admit we're human. We're going to make mistakes. We're, we're just learning on this thing. It's been a lot of fun so far. I was listening to the radio. Yeah.
1: Today is Saturday. I was listening to the radio, uh, sports talk, and they're talking about NFL preseason and this and that. It's like... What's going on? College football is on. Let's yeah, go. Just like,
0: because they play a couple of preseason week three games. It doesn't... I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't care about that. I really don't. Um, so, but what I do care about is this Thursday, the first... Uh, a really, really exciting game, right? Like, first Thursday night game, there's going to be games across the, the landscape that do come in on Thursdays. This is one of them. 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time for us on ESPN on the uh, September 2nd, Boise State plays UCF. So, I'm excited because UCF, I, I'm really tired of them talking all this smack about how they're the best team in the world. I think Boise State pulls the upset. I'm just going to call it right now. I think Boise State upsets them, beats them. The line right now is UCF favored by five. I think that's gonna be a, a walk in the park. I think I, Boise State got some by ten because it's gonna be the upset of the year for me to start off. So it's all because it's all be, be, gonna be because of Hank Bashmeyer. The kid's gonna go off. He's he had a really good season last year: sixty-one percent, eleven hundred yards, six TDs, two interceptions, and limited role, uh, limited games. And then as far as the receiver, Khalil Sakir, uh seven hundred nineteen yards, six TDs. First team all all conference for them. Uh, this is a two up they're gonna they're they have a tough game and then they have UTEP and then they have Oklahoma State. I have them going two and one to start the season off. Yep. I don't I I just Gus Malzahn is in his first year, Leon Rice in his first year, Leon Rice has something to prove, he's gonna get the troops rallied. I just see this as happening. I don't know why. <laughs>
1: well, Boise State has a strong O-line. They've got two players on the first team, all Mountain West, the left tackle, John Ojuaku and right guard, Jake Stets. It's a strong O-line. I, I, I like uh, Hank Bachmeyer as well. You see sh- they use uh, Shakir in some running sets as well. They only return 42% on defense. Yeah. They have a very strong offense. I agree with you, though, with both of these coaches in their first year. It's really kind of a toss-up. And I love the fact that they're playing this game, and those of you local in Florida will be probably familiar with this, but I just love the name of this stadium. It's called the Bounce House <laughs> in Orlando, Florida, where they play home games for Central Florida. Uh, Central Florida, Dylan Gabriel is that is that shining star out there. They need him to really go off. They could have some potential in the American Conference. Uh, I... I am leaning more towards UCF in this game, mostly because it's a home game, and Gus Melzon is a more established coach. Um, but it's it's going to be really interesting. They're they're these teams have, have never played each other before, and uh, but all but uh, in the past four seasons, Mountain West against the American Athletic Conference are seven and seven. So I mean, this is a real true toss up I just like the fact that it's like kind of perennially, these are like the two best. Group of five teams in the country, and I, I think it's a fun matchup. I think it's going to be exciting. UCF has the number five offense in the country. Look for uh, Bentavious Thompson at running back to probably be catching a lot of passes out of the backfield Absolutely. and make an impact. Did did you you made your prediction? Boise State. I did. State. We have Boise State. All right, I'm going to take UCF in this okay. game. Okay. okay,
0: so are we doing this? Are we going to like? Are you, do you want to do what I mentioned? Uh, like feels like forever ago. Well, we got
1: to make sure that we match it up with our picks for the college football picks challenge. Yeah. Some of you may not be aware. We've got a group. <laughs> it's all. It's probably about twenty-five people. Yeah. Guys and girls. Uh, people in Florida and California and Texas oh. and all over the place. And, and we one, do the college football picks challenge. And I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give because I really didn't know that Purdue had
0: fans. So
1: I'm gonna. we shy. do. <laughs> we have a Purdue Boilermaker fan. We do. Great. No. What? <laughs> no, she's great. She just joined the group, yeah. and so there's now about 25. I am returning as the reigning champion, oh, and yeah. so we'll keep you posted on that as well. But if we're going to be doing picks live here on the podcast, I think we probably got to true that up with the picks we do well, in the yes, group.
0: No, I mean we can we can do something just between me and okay. you. So like so, how I predicted it was we do like we'll go through the we'll go through the game slate and we'll be like, okay, I want this game, and if you want that game, then you pick the winner or you oh. pick who you think is going to win. Okay. It doesn't necessarily. Yeah, I like that. Who you think? I so like that. We, okay, so
1: you pick this game, and we'll do we'll do three
0: or we'll. So, so should we, we alternate? That? Yeah, we'll alternate. Okay, so I, that's why I was saying, how many do you want to do? You want to do three or five? Because then we have that way we always have a winner. So it's like you have to pick. If and I how many do I have to roll here? One, two, three, four,
1: five, six, yeah. seven, I think there's eight, nine, ten, nine, ten there's eleven, 10 11 games, twelve, right? thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. So it's okay. fifteen. That'll be odd number.
0: Perfect. So we don't have to do all fifteen. We can do like okay. Uh, so, but, it, like, for the Boise State UCF. So you want I, this one to count, though? I want this one to count. Okay. So, you have to. So, if you wanted this one to count, I have to go with UCF. So, I'm rooting Got for you. UCF if I was you.
1: Okay. But um, in this but, one, you've uh, got Boise State. I've got UCF. Is, yes. Okay, I like it's, that uh, a lot.
0: So we'll match up. So moving on next to the next game, um, because of the, the the timetable and everything like that, this is going to be on Fox, six p.m. It's the probably, I think it's the game of the week. I really I, I think it is. I think it's the game of the week. I don't know if College Game Day is going to be no at no, here. No, no, because no, that's Georgia Clemson. You're in What is a what terrible happens. Georgia fan you are. This, this, this <laughs> what <happens laughs> is when you argue all day with Florida fans. Anyway, yeah. so. Uh, yeah. Ohio State-Minnesota. If you want this one, you can you can pick this game because this is going to be a No, I'm not going to take it. That's, that's too easy. I think that's a,
1: that's a, dude, that's a gentleman's code violation oh, right there.
0: Oh, okay. I love it. I love it. Uh, it's just, it's so, fine. No, no, I'm not going to pick it. I promise. Um, but, yeah. Ohio State should roll minnesota uh, Minnesota has Miami of Ohio coming up, and then, then your, your, your Buffs, uh, I mm-hmm. think they have them at home, I think. It's going to be here in, at Folsom Field. Okay, perfect. So then, and then Ohio State has Oregon and Tulsa, and like I said, this game is going to be at 6 p.m. Uh, on, on Fox. Actually, this is on the 2nd, so it's not the 4th.
1: This is that as Thursday as well. Yes,
0: this is that 6 p.m. Th- yes, so the September 4th game. So that's why I don't know if, if College Game Day will talk about this game or not. Um, but they should because CJ Stroud's coming in. He got named the starter. Good for them. Quinn Ewers, uh, I really thought that he was going to come in and actually push for the starting job, but he didn't. He came but in so late. You're it's really interesting. I, I think I think if you wait till the middle of the week, depending on how CJ does, like we talked about last week, here's the keys to the Ferrari. Don't fuck it up. Yeah, that's CJ Stroud right now. But CJ Stroud can really play. I'm not saying that he's some scrub. No, he's a former four star. Like the kid can absolutely play. And um, my question is though, how will the receivers do? You know, both coming in just under 800 yards really for Alave and Wilson. Also, the rising star that we have is Jackson Smith, and then you have Master Teague in the backfield. So it's and I love that name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ohio State should roll It shouldn't be close. I don't really know if there's much Minnesota can do. They do have they have some firepower with Tanner Morgan, but I don't think it's going to be enough because Ohio State is talented all over the field.
1: Yeah, Ohio State, the one question for them is they, lo- they lost all three of their linebackers to the NFL draft last year. They're young and new now yeah. uh, on the defensive end. Uh, you do have the defensive tackle we talked about before, Haskell Garrett, who is outstanding, and the defensive backs being Seven Banks and Tyreek Smith, yeah. who are real stalwarts back there. They Ohio State is the number six offense per our numbers, yeah. but they only return the 121st production in the country. Mm. Mostly, obviously, that's going to be on defense. Yes. Yeah the 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 turnover so it's a real question we've talked about multiple times i mean their wide receiving room probably all three of those guys are going to go in the nfl draft this year jackson smith and jigba is probably viewed as the the lowest level of those three wide receivers and he'll probably still get 600 yards and five touchdowns this year yeah you're right terry morgan we talked about on a previous podcast uh, sort of the quandary of him regressing from 2019 to 2020. Right. From 66% completion percentage, 30 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. In 2019, he regressed to 57.9% and 7 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. Yeah, yeah. We had sort of discussed that as maybe having to do with Rashad Bateman leaving. They have a very strong O-line. Uh, right guard Olson, left guard Andres. Our first and second team All yeah, Big Ten, yeah. all seniors on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see how Chris Ottman Bell is worked into the offense. He was great two years ago, um, and and your guy, the first team <laughs> All Big Ten running back, Muhammad Ibrahim, yeah. is they're gonna they're gonna be solid on offense, yeah. But they have a, a real poor defense. Oh uh, Yeah,
0: I'm not I'm not expecting it to be upstate, even if Ibrahim goes off no. Um, and then moving on. So this one will be a high-scoring game. Ohio yep.
1: State is favored by thirteen and a half points. The over/under sixty-five and a half. I would maybe take the over on that. You but, would? but we're not, yeah, oh, but we're wow. not we're not we're not going on this game, right? No, we're not. We're not. Okay.
0: And then next we have North Carolina Virginia Tech. Uh, so that'll be at four p.m. Uh, what is that? September third? Yeah, I mean it's Friday. Oh, it's Friday! Heck yeah, dude. So this is the I guess one of the Litmus Test games that we kind of scheduled, right? Sam Howell coming in, Virginia Tech it's in Blacksburg. Head to head, they're twenty four and thirteen against Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech has won four of the last five. Um, and then so yeah, Vegas or Vegas has North Carolina favored. The over under is going to be sixty six. Uh, Mac Brown coming in. And I don't see him losing. I really don't. But if you want to take this game,
1: go for it. Uh, well, the interesting thing for North Carolina is going to be how do you replace Michael Carter and Javante Williams, who yeah. both went to the NFL. They were both top six running backs in the country last year. Yeah. Uh, they have the transfer in from Tennessee. Everybody's been pilfering Tennessee through the transfer portal. Yeah. But Ty Chandler, he had 456 yards, four touchdowns last year. Uh, Mac Brown's offense lost the t- top two wide receivers. So, Coffrey Brown is probably going to have to pick up a lot on that. Yeah. Uh, they have a top top 15 O-line in the country, but a, a bit of a drop-off on defense. So, this, I, I agree with you. This is going to be a litmus test for North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fuentes, we talked about him early, early on, him being kind of on the hot seat. Yeah. They've been a, sort of in a, a lukewarm hill for multiple years now. They lost their thousand-yard running rushing running back Herbert. Yeah. Um. Very young O line. Uh, freshman right tackle Parker Clements. It'll be see, interesting to see how he kind of onboards here. And the defense is very young. Sophomore D tackle. Sophomore linebacker. Two freshman defensive backs in Walker and Strong. I think North Carolina. I I'm kind of surprised that the line is five and a half here. Yeah. I, I would I would take North Carolina minus the points in this game for okay. sure. For sure. Um, but but I'm not going to pick this as one of our oh, games. Oh man, you're not. You,
0: you got to pick one. I know, <laughs> oh, maybe I'll pick this one. Here we go. Penn State, Wisconsin, uh, coming in. Uh, so September fourth. This is when that Saturday everything kicks off, right? This is one of the many billion games that we have on that first, actually second week um, coming in as far as like you know, the really gets going, right? Like week one always has you know, week one media, week two Allen. Always has these amazing slated games, right? Like uh-huh. Penn State Wisconsin is one of those for sure. Um, so I have a feeling you're going to take you're going to take the dogs against Clemson. I think that's what you're waiting to do. <laughs> or you going to take Are you going to take Clemson Georgia? It's all about <laughs> strategy. <laughs> so that and that's fine if you do, as long as you take. Which would, I'm not rooting ever against them. So you can take Georgia, and I'll I'll be happily <laughs> I will take that L happily. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, Penn State I, I think. Wisconsin, I, this one's a toss-up for me, man. I, I think Wisconsin is going to get back to their old school ways, of running the ball really hard. Penn State has a pretty solid defense, though. Uh, I, I think that you know, if, if Wisconsin can can win this game, they kind of have an easy game against Eastern Michigan. They're going to start two and zero, so I'm going to go with Wisconsin. I don't think Penn State has enough firepower to really take him. even with Sean Clifford. I, I just don't. I, I don't see the, the Wisconsin coming out losing this game.
1: Yeah, Sean Clifford coming back. Uh, they only return 74% of their offense, but Jah- Jahan Dotson's going to be a big part of the offense at wide receiver. Yeah. 884 yards, eight touchdowns last year. Are you going to pick this as one of your games? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, well, yeah. Uh, so transfer comes in from uh, Temple, Temple at D and uh, Arnold Evicetti, I believe is how you pronounce his yeah. name. He he could really be a playmaker on the defensive line for the for uh, Penn State. They're looking for a bounce back, uh, but I I think Wisconsin is going to be uh, the victors here. And if you're not going to pick it, I'm going to pick this game. Oh, here we go. I'm taking, I'm taking Wisconsin. <laughs> Wisconsin minus four and a half at home. Graham Mertz has really turned out to be a, a solid quarterback for them. Like I said in a previous podcast, if they can rely on the run and really get Jalen Berger eating up yards, eating up clock, they have a strong defense, number seven defense in the country, and 14th most returning production. Yeah. Last year they started the season off beating Illinois and Michigan, and then they had three games canceled to COVID. Yeah. It, was just, it really just destroyed their momentum. They lost the next three in a row um, and then finished out the season beating Minnesota yeah. in overtime and then won their bowl game against Wake Forest. I think Wisconsin is is going to come back strong. Mm-hmm. Look for uh, linebacker Jake Sanborn and linebacker Leo Chenault to really make some noise. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm taking this is my first pick okay, here, here against Allen, the fan <laughs> section pick. Uh, I'm taking number twelve Wisconsin oh, wow. minus the four and a half over number nineteen Penn State. Wow, it's a great pick
0: actually. That's pretty solid. Uh, so yeah, moving on, we have a. Uh, We'll have Stanford versus Kansas State, which is uh, FS1 at 10 a.m. Kansas State likes to play these early games. I don't know why. And this is all Mountain Standard time. So, obviously, the time, if you're in Florida or if you're in India, it's going to change, right? So, um, Stanford has a pretty tough slate after Kansas State, USC, and then they have Vanderbilt. Uh, and I say tough because, you know, Vanderbilt, say what you want. They still have some, some playmakers. David Chalkin in his 10th year. Yeah, so Kansas State is favored. Um, what two players are you think are going to make the difference on each team?
1: Well, Deuce Vaughn for Kansas State. I mean, he's an outstanding running back. Uh, I believe he's second team all Big 12 behind uh, um, uh, Brees. uh, um, Brees Hall. Brees Hall, yeah. Uh, Him and and Bishon Robinson from Texas are right kind of in that same class. Deuce Vaughn is an outstanding talent. It's really actually incredible that Kansas State was able to land him. Uh, He was a leading rusher and receiver for Kansas State last year. They do have the third toughest schedule in the Big 12, though, so that's going to be interesting. But you asked me about playmakers that could make a difference yeah. here. Austin Jones at running back for Stanford, these are two very similarly styled teams yeah. where it's run heavy, uh, and in Kansas State's case, run with the quarterback as well. Yeah. Skyler Thompson had three touchdowns last year rushing. Um, so I, I think ultimately the running backs and the defense defenses are really what you're going to want to look at. Yeah. David Shaw, in year 10, only returns 45% of his offense at Stanford. Yeah. Uh, And they have three sophomores on the O-line and a sophomore tight end. I don't see Stanford winning this one on the road. uh, But it'll be a fun one to watch.
0: Yeah, well, and I think, uh, unfortunately, I think history's going to repeat itself. Stanford's going to start 0-2, just like they did last year against Oregon and Colorado. They're going to start 0-2, Kansas State and USC.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I think I agree with that. Yeah, and then moving on, this is a game I'm going to (laughs) pick. What up? The Army versus Georgia State. So I'm very high on Georgia State. I'm going to take Georgia State to, to, to take it to Army. They're favored by three. Uh, the team, the two players that I'm going to highlight for each team is going to be one, Christian Anderson. We talked about him a little bit earlier in some of the other podcasts. Really good quarterback. Really phenomenal. Uh, in this triple option. Really dangerous. And then Jacoby Buchanan, I think, can possibly be the be the determining factor, especially if the middle is a fullback. And then, and then oh, man. What is going on? And then Georgia State, we have uh, Cornelius Brown, and then we have uh, Shady, little, not Shady, but little, little little familiar to Shady McCoy is uh, going to come back as a receiver. So uh-huh. we also have Destin Coates, too, and I want to highlight him. So there's there's five players I'm going to highlight. That's okay. This will be on ESPNU at 10 a.m. On the, on the 4th. Yeah, so I'm taking Georgia State.
1: Destin Coates is an outstanding running back. Uh, Cornelius Brown returns in his sophomore campaign at quarterback for Georgia State. They returned their top three wide receivers, uh, tight end Roger Carter, as well as you mentioned McCoy and Pinckney, who had 815 yards, seven touchdowns last yeah. year. Our numbers have them as the 37th best offense in the country. Yeah. The defense is a little bit depleted, but I agree with you. I think this is a little bit of a tall task for Army. <laughs> yeah. But since you're taking Georgia State, yeah, I guess right. I'm going to roll with Army. <laughs> So, if, with that being said, you look at your backfield if you're Army. you got Christian Anderson, 419 rushing yards uh, last year. Tyre Tyler, who was kind of in the competition for quarterback, but now is looking like he's going to be a wingback. 578 yards last year. Jacoby Buchanan and Tyrell Robinson in the backfield combined for almost 900 yards. Army has an outstanding defense. I'm not worried. <laughs> I, 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 I I'm I'm feeling okay with this pick. I think I'm going right. to stick. Look for uh, Eric Smith. Uh, linebacker for Army, to maybe be getting into the backfield and uh, and tossing things up a little bit. But I feel okay with this pick. So yeah. you, All right, your second one, you're going with Georgia. Yeah, Just Georgia, Georgia State. State. Georgia State.
0: Okay. Not worried at all. So then we have coming up Alabama-Miami. You can take this one. It's going to be a landslide <laughs> victory for you if you want. Uh, no, we big, try and be gentlemanly. We can't. Uh, you know, Miami isn't going to be bad. They're not going to win this game because it's Alabama, and Alabama is going to probably beat them by Vegas has them by 18. I think it's going to be 25. I really do. I think I don't see my having keeping up with them. I just don't. Two players I want to highlight for uh, for Alabama is obviously Bryce Young. Can he can he can he take in where Mac Jones stepped in? I don't know if he can. But like we said, here's the keys to the Ferrari. Don't fuck it up. Right. Don't hit the wall. Don't drive it off the highway. Keep it steady, Eddie. At 75. On the highway, we'll take all the way straight to the Benz, you know, Super Dome, because they're gonna beat AM because AM is overrated still. So have a little shot at AM and John Michi, I think, will be the uh, the other player to watch uh, for Bama.
1: Yeah, John Michi's got a lot on his shoulders. Okay, let me just run this by you, okay? Everybody just <laughs> says, oh Alabama, they just reload, right? Well they're they're gonna need to reload and replace forty five hundred yards passing 1,500 yards rushing, 3,000 yards receiving, and 57 touchdowns with the loss of Mac Jones, uh, Najee Harris, Devontae um, Smith, Jalen Waddell.
0: If anybody can do it, the number one recruiting class can't.
1: <laughs> that is a massive drop-off. I don't understand how this line is at 18-and-a-half from Vegas. I would take the under on that. Really? I wouldn't, I'm not going to pick Miami to win, but 18-and-a-half, where are they going to get their offense from? Uh-huh. Bryce Young is brand new. Okay, always, he's, he's, he's only ever th- – he's thrown yeah. at about 60%, 156 yards, one touchdown in his career. Wow. John Mechie – I mean, I, I Brian Robinson, Jr. coming in as the running back, I don't see it early on. They only returned 33% of their offense. Yeah. The difference, though, is Alabama's defense is just outstanding. <laughs> Henry Toa Toa, the transfer in from Tennessee, Christian Harris, who's probably going to be defensive player of the year in the SEC, and Will Anderson, they have all three first-team all-SEC linebackers. Yep. But the difference, I think, is Derek King. Yeah. You have you have more seniority, more experience at quarterback and at these offensive skill positions on Miami.
0: Very very good player. For they
1: sure. return 95% of their offensive production. Tight end Will Mallory's outstanding, but you know, uh, and then uh, you have Cameron Harris at running back who rushed for 643 yards, 10 touchdowns last last year. Crazy. So I, I think they have a solid offense. I think they can really hang with Alabama. Uh, A question mark for Miami is going to be they have a freshman left guard, sophomore left tackle on the offensive line. And how do you replace the production of Jalen Phillips at defensive end? Dude had eight sacks, 45 tackles, and an interception last year. Crazy. So, I think Alabama wins this. But, man, if I was betting on the <laughs> line, I would bet under 18.5. That Damn. is just atrocious. I think it's going to be more. I think it's going I I to be 21. Okay. I, I just don't well, we that. disagree on that, we're, but, no, but we're not it's picking one. this one, right? No, no, no. Okay. You
0: can if you want. But, All right. uh, one thirty next Saturday on ABC. It's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. It's going to be awesome to see. And uh, then we have Indiana-Iowa, uh, also at 1.30 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. So, yeah, uh, Indiana, we, we've we highlighted them as, as possibly. Are you picking this game? I heard the pen click. Oh, he's taking it. Here we go. <laughs> Love it. Uh, he is taking – are you taking Indiana? I am taking Indiana. Oh, man. I was gonna
1: Taking Indiana. No, well, it's my turn. You got Georgia State that's there. Good. Yeah, so that's I'm
0: good. So, I'm
1: taking Indiana, man. I, I am so high on Indiana. I cannot believe – that they've dropped down to number 17 in the polls. I can. Indiana is so strong, and they have effectively a bye week next week in Idaho. Iowa State is staring down the barrel of a top ten Iowa State team in their next game. Yeah. Okay, so this is an outstandingly difficult start for Iowa with Indiana and Iowa State back-to-back. Then they get one of your favorite uh, group of five teams in Kent State, State. who has just an explosive offense. I'm
0: not expecting Kent State to beat them, but I think Kent State will be competitive for sure.
1: Well, so Michael Penix comes back off of that torn ACL from the Maryland game last year. Yep from everything I have seen, he's been doing great in fall camp and in spring practice and getting ready. And so, you know, I think you're going to see him come back strong. Ty Freifogel is an outstanding wide receiver and really burst onto the scene, second team All-Big Ten. And you have Tim Baldwin, Jr., who's going to be starting at the running back spot. Uh, not a ton of experience from the running back, but you have a mobile, uh, mobile quarterback, so that will help quite a bit. How do, you, how do you replace Stevie Scott? That's 10 touchdowns you he lost. He, he's on our Broncos right now. Yeah. But they bring in the grad transfer from USC, Stephen Carr. That should replace some of that production. Mm-hmm. They return the 24th most production in all of college football. They have a top 15 defense. Micah McFadden, at linebacker, a name to look out for. He's first team all Big Ten. Yeah, I am big, big on Indiana here. The line is Iowa 3.5. I've got Indiana... Winning by ten.
0: By ten, okay, okay, not competitive at all. Yeah, you want to give Iowa a run down here? You know what? So, I, okay, I have to because I have to take them. That's off. your team. So Spencer Petrus is gonna is gonna be the reason why Indiana loses this game. He's gonna go. He's gonna ball out. I'm talking like two seventy five, three TDs on that. Yeah, you have a linebacker pretty good. You have a, you have, what is he, a corner in Mullen. Yeah, he's pretty solid, but he's nothing compared to what Spencer Petras can do, and especially if they get the run game going early with Tyler Goodson. They have a very strong offensive line and Linderbaum, and the right guard is a shot, and they're both first team. And they also have Sam Laporta, who's getting some looks for, uh, for some big teams on Sundays. So... Riley Moss uh, is, uh, is the other corner that I think is going to come into play, and then uh, defensive end Zach Valkenberg uh, with 30 tackles, three and a half sacks. Careful, man. He he might actually get three sacks this game. I don't I don't know if he can be stopped. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I got I got to root for him, uh, and I think I think this is a, actually a pretty solid pick. I do. I don't think I was going to go. They're not going to start the season one or zero and two. I think they're going to go one and one for sure. Really? But yeah, Interesting. I think Indiana's going to go two and or probably three and one their first game because they're going to lose to Iowa and then they're going to take this. Indiana's go got game.
1: Cincinnati on the 18th. Yeah. So Iowa has very strong secondary. Hankins, Merriweather, corner are all returning starters. They're very strong. Iowa has a strong defense, but on offense you got to replace Emir Smith, Marset, and Brandon Smith both off to the NFL now. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think Sam Laporta, tight end, is going to be a weapon, but they just lost too much at quarterback. And you talk to Iowa fans, and they—they they, at home. They, it's a home game for yeah. Iowa on the Big Ten Network, but they there's just not a ton of faith in Spencer Petras. So, yeah. um, Well, there will be after
0: this game. They're gonna they're gonna be back on the hype train.
1: I'm very confident in my <laughs> Indiana pick here. <laughs> All
0: right, next we have. Uh, Marshall is uh, is going to Navy, uh, Annapolis. Uh, so this will be a 1.30 p.m. game. Something to know. If you're going to the game, masks are going to be required. But you can't go to the game, which I think is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, Navy, after they play, Marshall has the air, their first Commander-in-Chief game, which is going to be Air Force after that week. Uh, they'll play them on September 11th, um, which I think is going to be really special. I think they have something planned for that. I don't know if Navy's – I think that's the – I think they're busting out to Semper Fi. Unless that's – Oh, the, yeah, country. no, no. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Unless the, they're busting uh, out for the Army. The dress blue you Yeah. Know. Yes, yes, buddy. So um, that game is going to be at 1.30, and then, yeah, so I don't really know what to pick. I think I'm just going to go with the safe pick. It'll probably be, uh, it'll probably be Navy. I don't think... Are I guess, you taking this game in our No, picks? no, no, okay. no. I just think if, if, I had, if I had a gun to my head, then I would definitely pick Navy over Marshall, I think, even though Marshall's favorite. I just think that Navy is going to be too time of possession heavy for Marshall to really get their playmakers on the field.
1: That's what they're going to try to do for yeah. sure. Kenny Matalolo in year 14, it's, they had a really strange season last year. They start 3-2. Yeah. It looked kind of average for them. And then they lost the five straight games to end the season, including a 15 to nothing loss the last game of the season to Army. The wheels really came off. They're starting a new quarterback, Xavier Arline, yeah. who ha- doesn't have a ton of production. They only return 56% of their production on offense. Um, their back setup, similarly we were talking about Army, They've got the senior Warren Chance, senior uh, Carlinos, AC, and a senior Isaac Ross. So, so a lot of experience, not a lot of production, but a lot of experience. Yeah. And then one of the guys that you like, the linebacker Diego Fago. Yeah. Who's really coming back with a ton of talent on defense. They have he's a very a, very tough schedule. Yeah,
0: he's the schedule's gonna be really tough, and it's not gonna get any easier after this. But I think that if if he was the one that we did highlight because he's the most experienced one coming back, right? Mm-hmm. He's the only senior, I think. So, yeah, the defense will go as they go. Yeah, I but I,
1: I disagree good. with you on this one. I mean, Marshall, yeah. you know, you've got the turnover with Doc Holiday going out. But Charles Huff, you kind of like that higher. He was a running backs coach at Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Grant Wells coming back uh, with with his top two wide receivers, the tight end Xavier Gaines, who's a first team, all-conference USA, and the wide receiver Corey Gamage, both of them 400-plus yards, four touchdowns last year. They do lose uh, Brendan Knox, uh, who went to, who's now you can watch him play for the Dallas Cowboys. Eight hundred eighty-seven yards, nine touchdowns last year. We our numbers have Marshall with the best defense in the country. Yeah, uh, some of the names to look out for: linebacker Eli Neal, seventy-five tackles last year, and then the defensive back Nazi Johnson had two interceptions. I, and I mentioned this before when we were covering them in the previews, but last year their defense only allowed 4.4 yards per play Jeez. and 15 touchdowns all season That's last crazy. year. So, so this will be a fun game to watch. Yeah, it will be. It will be a fun game because it's two completely different styles, yeah. Navy run-heavy cl- clock control. Marshall's going to be trying to throw it all over the park.
0: Yeah. And then we have uh, West Virginia, Maryland. This uh, will be on the September fourth at one thirty. This will be on ESPN. Uh, if you want to go ahead and tune over to that. So West Virginia has uh, is favored by three. Maryland, I think that's right. I, th- I don't. I don't think Maryland's going to be able to beat them. Uh, they, they lost to what was it? Northwestern, forty-three to three, and then beat Minnesota and Penn State. So it's like, who is this Maryland team? Don't know. Uh, we're going to find out probably, but I just don't see them having the weapons that the West Virginia does. I I would take... I'm not taking this game, but I would take uh, West Virginia over. I I think it'll be a little bit more than three, though. I don't think Maryland has necessarily firepower.
1: Well, they lost the two games last year, Indiana and Rutgers, and then had four games canceled for COVID, but... Those two losses, Talia Tagovailoa, brother of Tua Tagovailoa, the tr- Alabama transfer, yeah. he missed the last two games with COVID issues or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, you wonder about him. He's an outstanding uh, dual threat quarterback. Yeah, he had seven touchdowns, seven interceptions last year. That's not going to cut it. They have a new running back, Fleet Davis, behind in a really a pretty experienced O line. Yep, yeah. um, I like Maryland. You know, I talked about kind of um, having watched Mike Loxley coach at New Mexico. I don't get the hype, but I like them. I, I think that they could be 6-16 uh, six and 16 this year. But West Virginia returns too much production. Uh, Jarrett Doge comes back, 14 touchdowns, only four interceptions last year. They return their top two wide receivers in White, Wright Jr. and Ford Wheaton. Uh, and then they get the former four-star uh, right guard, Doug Nestor, transfers in from Virginia Tech. Yeah, yeah. That kid, 6-7, 321. Yep he's gonna to have to fill some holes because you have three sophomores on the offensive line yeah but uh, but their defense is strong
0: well then I mean they inexperienced for sure but I think as the as the season progresses you'll start to see that chemistry even in fall camp you'd start to see some of that chemistry kind of going together so um, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing to have those young players because once they start getting a little bit of confidence then you know they're gonna to start to take off so
1: yeah Dante stills Nick Troy fortune on defense this is a defense that forced 2.1 turnovers per game last year and only allowed 4.65 yards per play. Yeah, It's another solid defense. I Absolutely. agree with you. I think the line is probably right. West yeah. Virginia minus three in this one.
0: Right. And then moving on, we got Louisiana. You're raging Cajuns against Texas. Are you going to take this game? Because you've been hyping them up. To I thought we were Texas only doing five. Was that, we're, we're at four, right? So yeah. I have two. You have two? Or right. you have the third? No, and you do one. So I have the third last one? Yeah. Oh, man. All right, well, uh, fine then. I, for this... For this, I will. Will I? I don't know. Oh man, I don't know. Like, you got me gone. So you know what? Oh. I'm take it. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Texas. I don't think Louisiana's gonna beat oh. him So I'll give you the Louisiana Rage of because you've been high on them. Uh, as, a, as a favor to you. Happy birthday, sir. So I like that <laughs> Levi Lewis at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind him. Uh, Sam Ellinger did leave for everyone's for people as Texas fans know. He's in the NFL competing for the backup Colts job right now. Casey Thompson stepping in by John Robinson, uh, Joshua Mower, uh, and then Kay Brewer as uh, their offensive weapons. And then you have Deshaun Jameson and Tavares Dem- and Overshawn on their defensive side of the ball. I think Texas, this is going to be on 230 on Fox. If you want to turn over and watch me, we'll put one over on Tyson real quick. So, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, that, that kid, DeMarion Overshawn, is scary at yeah. linebacker. He buzzes around. He uh, he is very talented. Texas has the number one strength of schedule though in the Big Twelve. Yeah, they only return fifty three percent on offense. Most of that due to Sam Ellinger leaving, right. like you talked about. Right. But I am okay with this. Billy Napier, year of four. <laughs> I like I like I like the pairing of Levi Lewis. Um, you know, in the backfield there with that sort of running back core. And Jalen Williams at wide receiver is sort of a rising talent. 360 yards, four touchdowns last year. Yeah. Uh, This is their Super Bowl. They have a very weak schedule. Their next two toughest teams are probably Appalachian State and then at Liberty. I mean, this is their Super Bowl for them. And I've been talking about this for a while. They return the number one production in all of the country. Ten upperclassmen on defense. They have a top 30 offense and defense. Braylon Trahan uh, at defensive back and the defensive end, Zion Hill, had 49 tackles, four sacks last year. Yeah. I am good with this one. These teams have played twice in history. 2000, Texas won by just a little bit, 52-10. to 10. And in 2005, you were reminding me of this game. Yeah, buddy. The, the, the 2005, uh, was it Oklahoma?
0: Yeah. Or no, no, Texas Alabama played yes, Louisiana. Yes, that's right. Yeah,
1: they, uh, beat, they beat Louisiana 60-3. to three. Oh, man. That was a beatdown. But I think, <laughs> hey, things are different here. Number 23, Louisiana. I'm I'm happy taking them against number 21, yeah. Texas, in Steve Sarkeesian's year one here. Absolutely. All right, that's a bit of a, good, that's a ballsy I mean, pick
0: Yeah, you know, I just think that Texas is just not going to lose to Louisiana. That's fine. Mm-hmm. So this one it's actually the other one that I kind of was, like, leaning toward. I was like, should I take this game or not? It's going to be at 3 p.m. on on the Pac-12 Network. San Jose State, who we're both kind of really high on, takes on USC yep. Uh, Steve Sarkisian's first true test out the gate, and then he has Stanford. Oh no, he's not even there. Yeah, yeah Clay, even there. Clay Helton from USC. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's I'm, right. I messed that up. No, before. that's my fault because I should have known the coach. I thought he was still there, and then but mm-hmm. he's not. Um, so yeah, Clay, Clay Helton's first true test out the gate. So yeah, uh, had had these guys played four times: two thousand nine USC one fifty six to three, two thousand one USC one twenty one to ten. No surprise that they, they were able to kind of beat them. But San Jose State is a different team, different uh, different era, different culture. Um, USC doesn't really have one of those yet. Keith Slovis, can he beat a guy? We don't know. I would take San Jose State, but they have... I don't think this line is correct at all. USC favored by 15 over San Jose State. San Jose State has a very... Predominantly solid team. I don't think they're going to lose by 15. Number
1: six defense in the country. Yeah, very, a, very yeah, strong there's defense. No way. I, mean, I get it. It's
0: at USC, but might as well, San Jose State isn't too far down the road either. You know what I mean? Like, kind of could potentially be a home team for both. You know,
1: I just think that the, the fans are going to travel pretty well. Um, USC has, a, 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 you know, yeah, they've got freshman left tackle Cortland Ford. Otherwise, they have a pretty strong offensive line. But left tackle Cortland Ford He's, he's going to be on one side. He's either going to be facing Cade Hall, who's probably going to be one of the defensive players of the year in the Mountain West at the end. Yeah. Had 10 sacks last year. Or on the other side, the defensive end, Velami Fajoko from San Jose State. He had six sacks and a forced fumble. Uh, both of them are first team all Mountain West. Yeah. That game in the trenches is going to be really, really interesting. So don't sleep on San Jose State. They have a strong defense. But I think USC probably just has too much uh, San Jose State only returns fifty nine percent of their offensive production and they play probably their next toughest game they play Nevada on November sixth. So this is kind of like we were just talking about with Louisiana. This is kind of a big big game for San Jose State. yeah, but I think I think or USc is gonna have just enough i I don't I'm with you. I don't like that line at fifteen and a half for USC. Yeah, I, just, I would go under the line I just don't, I don't like but uh, it. but I think USC will probably win this game yeah. Uh, so then
0: finally, well not finally, but it should be finally because this is where college game day is going to be. My dog's taking on Clemson. Uh, as far as the line goes, they have Clemson favored by three. I think JT Daniels is going to show out, show up. DJ Ugalele is his first, second real test. To a, he played a little bit against Notre Dame. I think he played another game too. Doesn't Boston College. Because he's never yeah. played a team like this before on defense. The front seven for Georgia is one of the best in the country, and I can't talk... I know I'm not trying to be biased, but I'm just being dead serious. I think they're one of the best in the country as far as big Jordan Davis in the middle, Lewis seen in the backfield as, as far as the secondary goes. Can Zamir White recover? And it takes two full years to recover from your yep. ACL. Like, mentally. It just does. Um, if you look at Nick Chubbs before and after, and look at what he's doing in the NFL, he's definitely, you know, re- recovered. And it's the case for a lot of other players that have torn their ACL as well. Um, but... George Pickens, the last that I heard of him was he can be expected back actually in October because he did get hurt in the spring game. Dominic Blaylock is uh, also scheduled to be um, potentially for week one. Gilbert is – he is actually off the team currently. Eric Gilbert has some – I think it's some mental issues going on. There was no – we don't really know what's going on as far as Mm. his availability. We're hoping that, like, he's able to kind of get some stuff under wraps, get it figured out before the before the game. But, I, you know, games, you know, appear pretty quick. So I don't think that they're going to be able to. Um, he hasn't been with the team in quite some time. So Brock Bowers is the tight end that's going to – he's a freshman. He's a four-star that they got last year. He's going to come into play pretty much – you can expect him to be, especially if Darnell Washington, who did get hurt, uh, the actually – him and uh, Ty, Tyke Smith, the transfer from um, Clemson, actually – they did something to their ankles uh, and they they both had see they both had minor surgeries done so you're not expecting them to actually be on the field either. So Georgia is already kind of snake bitten a little bit, but JT Daniels is still healthy, Samir White is still healthy. Their uh Kendall Milton, who I think is very good, is still healthy. And then McIntosh is still healthy. And they also have Blaylock will be there. Brock Bowers will be there. They have Arian Smith, the receiver that'll be pretty good too. He runs a 4 2, and he qualified for, like I think, the Olympics at one point. He runs like a 10 2, 100. So insane. Um, is that enough, I think, to beat Clemson? I don't know. This game is going to go to the wire, though. This is going to be very, very, it's either going to be a shootout and it's going to be 50, 60 points. And what I said about the defense is going to be undermined. Or it's going to be Clemson completely just destroying Georgia. Because Kirby Smart in his tenure has always had that one really bad loss. Yeah. And I don't... It's usually not to really good teams. It's usually to like South Carolina or Kentucky or Missouri. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But mm-hmm. is the Kirby Smart effect going to be an effect in Clemson? We don't know. So yeah, yeah.
1: My one... Outside of George Pickens and kind of what Georgia's going to use for skilled players... And you talked about kind of the, the the complete cycle of recovery for Samir White. Yeah. My, my other concern is you got a sophomore at right tackle in McClendon and a yeah. freshman right guard in yeah. Ratledge. Uh, that, how do they stand up against Miles Murphy, Brian Brzee? I know you're really high on Brian Brzee. I at, love Brzee. I think at, Brzee at at is a
0: monster. I think. I think he's... I mean he's a sophomore but I already think he's the best defensive player in the country. I really
1: do. Yeah, that that's going to really, be so that's, so that's so going to be an so interesting well, so. battle to watch in the trenches there. Yeah. Uh, Clemson only returns 40 per, 46% of their offensive production. Everyone is real high on DJ Uyen and I I mean I think he's played well but if you I don't know if you remember but what they did a ton with him Whenever um, Trevor Lawrence was out with the COVID stuff or whatever, yeah. uh, for that Boston College game and the Notre Dame game, is <clears throat> they put him in a ton of read options and a ton of sort of quick short passes, and these are things that I think you know. You talked about Lewis Sign and Darian Kendrick. I think your sort of secondary and some of your box linebackers might be able to sort of buzz around and nip those plays yeah. in the butt. Yeah. if you can force DJ Uiagalelei to pass deep. Really, probably well, their have, best deep threat is Justin Ross. Yeah, well, we have Justin Ross, who's who, a lot of people are saying is the best receiver in the country. And I,
0: I'm, I'm not, I'm, I, I don't think that that's far off. I think yeah, he's but he's an interesting
1: count. case because he but missed he, all the 2020 season with that neck and spinal yeah, issue. So
0: you wonder how is he going to be 100 percent? If he's 100 percent, then the, the, my dogs are going to have a hands full for sure. Because who's their corner? Who's on their own corner? Is it Keely Ringo? Is it? Is it? Yeah. Are they going to bring Sign down? We don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think <clears> if
1: yeah. you can. Load the box and stop the run. The read options, they're going to have Lynn J. Dixon at running back, who doesn't have a ton of production, um, returning. If you could stop the run, then I think you're going to put D.J. Uyunglele in a position where he's got to make some decisions and throw deep. And really, I don't see a ton of skill outside of Justin Ross so, I, I, think, yeah. I think Georgia's got a real chance here. The, I do, too. The thing with yeah. Clemson, though, they have an outstanding defense. they got a top 25 defense. Yeah. You, you, I, mean, I know you remember James Skalski, oh, yeah. the outstanding linebacker. He got, he,
0: he got suspended on that Ohio State. Right. Yeah, he was. And a lot guy. of
1: people think that was kind of the difference. I, when I he do. went out, their yeah. defense kind of collapsed. Really, really, yeah, I mean. He's I, kind I, of viewed as a leader there. And yeah. then you've got Spectre, But uh, it's going to be kind of if Georgia can discover some talent and some skill to replace Pickens uh, against the real strength of Clemson's defense. So I, I, I our numbers have Georgia winning this game. Uh, obviously, a number of things have changed since we ran our numbers. It's going to be a really, really exciting game. I mean, this is number three Clemson. Playing number five Georgia at Carolina Panthers Stadium. I mean, you're going to have sixty plus seventy thousand people there. Oh yeah, it'll be. It's going to be a ton of fun. It'll be
0: awesome. I think. I really don't know how well. I know that uh, the the fan pages I follow for for the Georgia Dogs like they. A lot of their fans have talked about going. There's a couple fans that, I mean, they're going to travel pretty well, I think. Uh, this, But uh, it might as well be kind of a Clemson home game for sure. But it'll be exciting. Moving on, though, we have LSU, UCLA. Another SEC school will be in action um, taking on UCLA. UCLA did. We just talked about them. Um, previous podcast. Yeah, previous. So it's like one of those things where it's like, can UCLA? Eh, i am not expecting them to beat LSU. Like I said last podcast, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Chip Kelly had a you know, pretty good week. In the sense of, you know, the previous one. Yeah, Hawaii, they should win. Yeah, like, as far as the, you know, this is going to be at the Rose Bowl. So, it's like, okay, it's a home game. LSU travels pretty well. Ed Ogeron, they're not as bad as people think. And they have a pretty good recruiting class coming in next year. Um, you want to see them... They're going to have success this year and they have a pretty favorable schedule for the first, I think, like three or four games. Um, After this game, they play McNeese and Central Michigan. So yeah, I'll go with LSU. I think that... I I, I mean, they have... The line has them by four. I think it'll be by eight. I I don't see UCLA having that good of a defense um, compared to... LSU's for sure. Like, Derek Singley is a man among boys yep. when he plays. So, that'll be the difference. I think their defense is just going to be over, over, too overpowering for him.
1: Yeah, a lot of people forget, and I had kind of forgotten, but LSU, you know, you think, well, they went 5-5 five and five last year. What a disappointing yeah. season. They beat Florida and Ole Miss yeah. in their last two games. And I don't know if you remember that Florida game, there was that tip interception kind of down by the yeah. end zone right on the sideline. yeah. Uh, LSU had a ton of opt-outs last year. That season was a real aberration. But then again, so was probably the season before when they went 15-0. Right. Uh, Max Johnson played the last five games of the season last year at quarterback. Uh, he was a four-star. He's a real dual threat. Yep. Only about 58% completion percentage, though. 11 touchdowns. Uh, a little bit of a threat running. You lose Terrence Marshall Jr., 10 touchdowns. You're looking for uh, Kayshawn Boot to try and replace that. You have a very strong offensive line, left guard Ingram, right tackle. Desilis are both uh, second team, all SEC. Your right guard, Hines. And then the transfer comes in center, Shanahan. I I think this LSU team really struggled last year to try and replace Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think think we all kind of realized how important he was. Uh, Tyron Davis-Price is going to be the guy they're going to look to. To replace um, yep. that that hole there, we talked about UCLA before. It's it's all about progression and growth for Dorian Thompson yeah. Robinson. Yep. He's got the weapons with uh, Dulcich at tight end and Kyle Phillips at wide receiver. Yes. They re- return the second most production in the country. Yeah. So can they bring it together? I think an a line of LSU at at four uh, minus four and a half. I think probably LSU minus 7 is probably more accurate. Yeah. But it's not going to be a blowout, I don't think.
0: No, no. no. And, but these, I mean, the over-under is high. Like,
1: 68?
0: Like, yeah. That's, yeah, not, that's expecting, a shootout. Yeah, it's they're like, not expecting a
1: ton of defense. No.
0: Which I think, I, I just don't understand why. I mean, LSU's known, that's their strength of the schedule this year, or the strength of the team this year is their yeah. defense.
1: So, yeah, crazy. It All is, right. but, you know, Dorian Thompson-Robinson is, is a gunslinger. And yeah. And so they're thinking he's going to sling it. You know, two years ago, with uh, Joe Burrow, LSU slung it. Maybe they're going to try that with the sophomore, Max Johnson. Yeah. I could see the score creeping up there, right. but but I'm with LSU on this one for sure. Yeah.
0: And then we have Notre Dame, Florida State, which will be on ABC at 5.30 p.m. This is the other game. Sunday. Uh, Sunday. So, yeah. So, oh, September 5th. Yeah. So, uh, it's, I think it's because there's no NFL. There, no. Right? Yeah, yeah, no preview. So that's man. why. Uh, because So, this is going to be at, at Tallahassee at Doe Campbell Stadium. Um, Notre Dame is traveling, which will be a good test for them, a good road test for them. Uh, Florida State, I think is, you know, definitely on the, um, potential rise, but as far as like, they're a mediocre team, right? Like we could say that, you know, even though we're not doing the conference outlooks, we're not like projecting, oh, it'll be like fifty-eight team or whatever. No, it's, Notre Dame should come in and handily win this game. Um, they should take care of business. They just have... I think their team is a little bit too talented as far as um, and especially if Notre Dame. If Notre Dame loses this game, there goes their playoff hopes, right? It's playoffs oh, are this year for Notre Dame, so I don't think they're gonna take this team lightly. And then they have Toledo and then they have they have Purdue. They should start 3-0. You know, like that's just expected.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian Kelly, year six. They've got the top twenty defense in the country at Notre Dame. Jack Cohen missed the entire 2020 season. We talked about him now being named the starter. He missed that whole last season with a foot injury and was replaced by Graham Mertz at Wisconsin. We, we highlighted Kyron Williams, an outstanding talent at running back. Another weapon to look for uh, is wide receiver Avery Davis. You're, you're looking to replace uh, 1,600 yards and 10 touchdowns um, with with Ian Book leaving. Yeah. That's a lot to replace. But but Notre Dame has a very strong offensive line. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, as far as Florida State, I don't buy the hype. They bring in Mackenzie Milton who was 2 years ago or 3 years ago, He was a player. Oh, he was outstanding. Yeah, he he had 30, what is that? 30 34 touchdowns in the air and on the ground, only about 59% completion percentage yeah. but almost 3000 yards passing. But he hasn't played since 2018 when he dislocated his right knee at UCF. Yeah. So I'm not buying into that a ton and then Florida State check this out, strength of schedule. They play Notre Dame, North Carolina, Clemson, Miami, and Florida, all top 15 teams this year.
0: Jeez. I
1: mean, I, if you're expecting Florida State to go above 6-6, six and 7-5, six, I, yeah, I think a, you're crazy.
0: A bowl series for them would be a hell of a year, especially because the, based on that schedule, strength of schedule, I think is one of the toughest we have rated, right? Yeah. <laughs> South Carolina um, yeah.
1: transfer coming in for Florida State. <laughs> yep. Jamie Robinson had 74 tackles last year, so he may be able to make somewhat of an impact on defense. But I – the line at seven and a half. Notre Dame's gonna win this by two scores either. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah you think? I, think,
0: I think it should be I think it should be favored probably by fourteen.
1: Okay. Um, I agree with that.
0: Over
1: Alright, so let's recap our games. Our games, head to head, Allen picked Boise State, which means I have UCF. I picked Wisconsin, which means Alan has Penn State. Allen picked Georgia State, which means I have Army. I picked Indiana, which means Allen has Iowa, and Alan picked Texas, which gives me <laughs> Levi Lewis, the Raging Cajuns <laughs> from Louisiana.
0: Heck yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Uh, we will be back next week to talk about where I won all the games. We're also going to be talking about how I did in the, in the college pick and how I'm in first place. <laughs> and, and we're also going to be talking about the outlook for next week, games to watch. And we'll probably be talking about, hopefully if all goes well for my dogs, how Georgia is in the driver's seat of the college football playoffs. So thank you so much for joining us. I'm, Ty- I'm Alan. That is Tyson.